I'm Vivian Nunez, and this is an episode of Happy to Be Here with just me. I wanted to chat with you about what it's like to navigate the holiday season when you're maybe dealing with grief, a breakup, complicated family dynamics, and so much more. These are some tips that I actually do in my own life that help me navigate this season so that by the time January comes around, I don't feel incredibly depleted, just maybe a little bit. Here is a conversation on how to cope with the holiday season. I just took a sip of my Starbucks holiday drink before I jumped onto this podcast because I wanted to get into the holiday cheer. I think that as we prep for the holiday season, being happy to be here will be a little bit more complicated. In trying to honor that, I wanted to kind of start by asking the questions that I feel like maybe a lot of us are asking right now in general, which is, how do I get through the holiday season? How do I say no to an invitation that I've maybe always said yes to? What does it look like for me to prioritize my own joy and happiness during this season? And am I allowed to do that no matter what? It's something that I have personally been grappling with over the last few years, particularly because I grew up in a Latino household, which for me meant growing up in a childhood where music, food, and a lot of people all bunched into small homes and apartments to celebrate the holidays together. And it's some of my sweetest memories of my childhood, but it's also some of the most anxiety-inducing ones. I've always been very introverted, and I've always found the smaller corner to sit in and make sure that the time was passing on and I was kind of fading into the background. Because it made me overwhelmed to hear so much music, to be in the presence of so many different people at the same time. And it was something that I didn't necessarily realize wasn't my vibe. And so the pandemic happened. During our first holiday that we were living in Portland, Oregon, all of our family was on the East Coast and we realized we couldn't fly home. And we had to decide that we were just going to have the holiday season solo. We had Thanksgiving in Portland and we had Christmas and New Year's. And we created these traditions almost by default of never having a different choice. But it also made it so much easier the next year to realize that's actually what we would have chosen anyway. There was something so beautiful in being able to form traditions between my boyfriend, our puppy, and I that helped me realize I actually thoroughly enjoy the holiday season, which isn't something that I thought was true for me. I lost my mom and my grandmother, my mom when I was 10 years old, and then my grandma when I was 21. And I always felt really like I had a complicated relationship with the holiday season. I felt like everything reminded me of what I didn't have with them. And while that's still true in some ways, in other ways, I realized that the parts of the holiday season I didn't like were the parts that I could choose not to include. It was the loud, really packed homes that maybe made me a little bit more anxious than your average bear. The different parts of the season that felt like too much of an obligation and not so much of being present in what this season was supposed to or wanted it to mean to me. And so in thinking about that and wanting to put this episode together, I really wanted to focus on How can you make those decisions for yourself now? Listen, I'm not an expert. I'm not your therapist. But I am someone who, at least at this point, has 20 years under her belt of having to navigate grief during the holiday season and of having to make decisions around the holidays that, honestly, for about 70% of them, made me really sad during the season. And it was just a miserable time that I wanted to pass and make it to January and kind of like put it behind me until the next year. This episode was actually really inspired too by this trend that's going around on TikTok that's like, if my January self knew and people are listing out what they've done in the last year that 
their January self would be really proud of. And while that's an amazing exercise to do in like retrospect and think about like, what are the things that I've done in the last few months that I'm really, really surprised about myself for or like really proud of. I also think it's a really great exercise to do looking into the future, right? January, 2023, who do you want to be? How do you want to make sure that that person showed up during the holiday seasons for themselves, not for other people? Because those are givens. You're going to get your nephew's presents. You're going to find something awesome for your boyfriend. You're going to spend time with your family in ways that make sense for you. But how much of that is actually going to be draining you and how much of it is actually going to be filling your cup in ways that make you feel like the holidays weren't something you just had to survive, that they were something that you actually wanted to enjoy? For me, that starts honestly by figuring out what are the things that I hate about it? Um, Taking five minutes to list out what are things that I truly do not like about the holiday season? What are things that I truly love about the holiday season? And how can that be my roadmap into where I want to go next? And I also know that like we all come from really complicated families. My family doesn't necessarily take a great every time I say I'm not coming to a family event. But I also think I have to take responsibility for what my joy and peace needs to look like. And sometimes that means saying no to someone so that I can say yes to myself. During this season, at least, especially where my mental health is right now, that looks like saying no to big social events that are just going to make me more anxious and saying yes to putting up our Christmas tree on November 12th or 13th because it made me happy. And yes, it's before Thanksgiving and my boyfriend would probably have a few thoughts on that one, but it makes and brings me joy. And sometimes that's all you need in order to start filling your cup so you have an overflow during a season that honestly potentially can drain you a lot. So once you've listed out the ways that you could or could not enjoy the season, I think another really great thing to look at is fixating on your wants. There are things that we feel like we need to do, right? We need to have presents for people or we need to make it to that holiday party. But if you took a second and just focused on what you would want to do during the season in an ideal world where no one would get upset at you for anything and what you would not want to do, what are those things? I don't think we ask ourselves enough what we want. We say we need this, we need that. And it honestly sometimes creates this sense of tension between the thing that maybe is good for us, but we make it seem like it's just an obligation or a job and we don't decipher the joy that can come from doing it. But the more that you can land on like, I want to put up my Christmas cheer. I want to walk through Target and just like find the little knickknacks that will make me a little bit more joyous this season. Or I want to say no to someone when it comes to a holiday party. Those are important. And it centers yourself in ways that maybe you're not used to during the season, but that it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I also think one of the bigger things you can do during the season is create many holidays in between the big ones. Yes, we have the nationally recognized holidays. We have Thanksgiving, we have New Year's, we have Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holiday you are known to celebrate during the season, everyone may be celebrating it too. But I think that one of the biggest hacks that I've learned over the last few years is to give yourself a holiday in between each of the big ones. Something that is a solo holiday for you. Like what is your insert name here holiday? You know, I think solo dates are so important. And it's like a elevated version of a solo date. You don't have to spend money on yourself. You don't even have to think about it as in an added expense or gift giving day. But how can it be something that literally just fills your cup? 
but that it was very intentionally in between things. I think I am very lucky in that my birthday literally falls between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's this one day where I am just really conscious and grounded in who I am and what I need. And so I think that's honestly where this idea was inspired by because I thought about how helpful it is for me to have my birthday in between all of that so that then I kind of bank back and anchored within myself. I'm not thinking about anyone else for that day. I'm thinking about me and what I want and how do I want to have joy on my birthday. And I think if we can add certain days like that in between like Christmas and New Year's or Hanukkah and New Year's, then you're able to kind of make the hard parts a little less hard. Because for as good as you may be at planning or foreshadowing what you may be looking forward to or what you may be dreading, some days surprise you. And the hard if the hard days can surprise you, I think it's really cool to have amazing solo days that can also surprise you. Like as I'm thinking about this, a really cool idea for someone to do would be like put in a little bowl or a little cup just these ideas of solo dates that you would have and then things that you would do during that day and like an itinerary for each. And on a day in the middle of the holiday season where you're feeling incredibly overwhelmed, or you're just like, I, I need me time. Just put your hand in that jar, pick something out and see what comes out and do that thing. And like promise to yourself that you are as important as everyone else during this season. I think I may just steal my own idea and do that too, because it's something that we forget. And the more that we can remember what that needs to look like for ourselves, I think that also the better we are at being helpful to other people or being supportive or being loving to other people during this season and understanding what the season is supposed to actually mean to us. So my next thing that I would recommend and can be honestly, I think one of the more scarier ones is finding a group support system. It doesn't have to be your friends. I think that sometimes our friends can be the complicated version of the holidays, whether or not it's a lot of asks for holiday parties or whether it's presents or whether it's different tastes at different times or noticing that you've outgrown certain people that didn't invite you to Friendsgiving this year and what that can actually feel like and look like. So taking our friends aside and finding this like neutral third party group, not your therapist, but someone who is more like on the peer level could be really amazing and helpful. I tried this a few years ago um, where I would go to Al-Anon, which is for families of those who navigate alcoholism. And it was really cool to sit in a room and just hear people relate back to the ideas of understanding how hard the holidays can be, particularly through a specific lens. Um, I've been writing a lot about infertility issues lately and Resolve, which is a fertility organization, has a really awesome database of support groups that you can turn to if you have miscarried this year or if you are dealing with infertility issues that are making the holidays a little bit more complicated. David Kessler, who we've had on this podcast before, who is a grief expert, runs grief.org and also has lists of like different resources that you can turn to if what your hard thing this season is, is specifically tied to grief, for instance. But the more that you can search for these groups, the easier it can be to navigate like the nuanced identity that may be the hard part of your season. Um, you know, for me, it's always been grief or family dynamics, alcohol, like layers of that sort. 
And so I've tried over the years as I've gotten older to find the things that can help me specifically, not generally. Like going to Target and walking through the holiday section helps anyone. (laughs) You know, I did it this morning when I was feeling a little anxious and it just makes you joyful. But it doesn't necessarily give you someone to turn to when the the day gets hard and Target is closed. And so finding someone or something that you can turn to that is either a hobby or a peer support group that makes you feel a little seen in whatever identity it is that you're struggling with can be incredibly helpful during a season that feels like it erases the individual and it just goes to like the groupthink mentality. I know a lot of people in general have a really hard time with like the holiday decorations, for instance. And I've been seeing way more brands and organizations speak to this and say, you know, we won't be sending you an email around the holiday season if you prefer that you not to get that because it reminds you of XYZ thing. Or real deep acknowledgments on like videos that I've seen and scrolled past on reels or TikTok that speak to the idea that it is a bummer in some ways that the holiday season keeps creeping up on us earlier and earlier, right? By the time Halloween wasn't even done yet, Target had already put up their holiday decoration. And that can be incredibly triggering for someone who wasn't ready for that yet, who hadn't mentally prepared for what the holiday can look like. So I think that having learned a lot of hard lessons by not being prepared in specific seasons has helped me realize like, while I can't prepare for every single bad day because there's no way I can anticipate when the bad day will come if it's a surprise one, There are certain things that I can do for the days that I can anticipate for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for my birthday, for New Year's, for things that are nationally recognized and come with this expectation of joy that I may not have on that day. These are the ways that I find useful to just kind of insert myself in the middle and say, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to figure out what I actually want to do, what I need, what I don't like, what I do like. And I'm going to take all of that information and then I'm going to plan days in the holiday season that meet me where I am, that aren't reflective of who I was as a child and enjoyed during my childhood, who aren't reflective of like who my family still thinks I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to like or enjoy that are just about me and not feeling guilty about that. I think so much of like the conversations we've been having this past season, I'm happy to be here are really rooted on how do I make sure that I'm listening to myself? What does it look like to listen to myself? How can that influence my artwork? How can that influence my relationships? How does that influence my relationship to myself? And I think that it's really hard to do that unguided sometimes. It's why I really like therapy because it is someone who's reflecting back to me and constantly trying to like push me back into the lane and making sure that I'm not swaying too far out. Um, But I also think there's so many things that we can do alone to make sure that a season like this one isn't one that takes us too far back emotionally. So that when January 2023 rolls around and you're making your reflection on like all the things that January, that November you would be incredibly proud of, it's the things that you listed out in November. It's the things that you were really sure that you were going to prioritize and take care of yourself, right? Because that is the most important part, I think, of a season of giving is figuring out ways to just give to yourself too, to make sure that you're protected, that you're safe, that you're healing and growing in ways that make sense for you. And that's it. I think that's my conversation with you today. 
I want to do more of these solo podcasts because I like these one-on-one conversations. It feels like an extension of what my Instagram stories are and our daily check-ins and a little bit more in depth on the ways that I feel can be useful to you in your day-to-day life now. I think I obviously love our conversations with other people because it brings so much more light and joy and insight into how other people are living their lives and tending to their mental health and to their creativity. But every so often, I'm going to jump on here and chat with you about what life looks like and how I'm managing myself. Um, I think the next episode that will be a solo one will probably be in a few weeks where I talk to you about what it's like to be looking at a new decade because I'll be turning 30 this year and that in and of itself has been a journey this year. One I'm very excited for though. On that note, make sure to subscribe, like, do all the things that bring you joy for happy to be here. Share this with a loved one, a friend, someone that you don't even like either. (laughs) Share this with someone you think will need these kinds of tips during this holiday season and tell them to subscribe too because I'm hoping to continue to grow this podcast next year. On that note, I will see you Thursday after next because we're off next Thursday for Thanksgiving with a brand new episode of Happy to Be Here.